0: This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. Let's do it.
1: Hello, I'm Kimberly Adams. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. And I'm Amy Scott, in for Kai Rizdahl today. Thanks for joining us on this
0: Thursday, July 20th. All
1: right, Amy, so it's been a bit, but are you ready? Because we have a new segment. I hope I'm ready. (laughs) You totally are. We're working on a name for it still. But basically, Charlton is going to play us a piece of tape or audio or digital media, whatever you want, because we haven't used tape in ages. Anyway, tangent. But we are going to listen to some audio, and then we will unpack it on the other side. So let's listen to the first clip. Well, look, we, we've uh, put some of our upcoming content in the letter. Uh, we, uh, we've said in the last call we produce heavily across all kinds of content, TV, film, uh, unscripted, scripted, the local, domestic, English, non-English, uh, all of those things. And they're all true. Uh, but it's besides the point. The real point is we need to get to uh, this strike to a conclusion so that we can all move forward. Mm. So that was the Netflix co-CEO, Ted uh, Sarandos, at an earnings call this week, answering a question about how Netflix's content is going to hold up, stretch out, how they're going to manage during the dual mm. Hollywood strikes, the writer's strike and the actor's strike. Um, on that same call, Netflix did mention that they added six million paid subscribers after they started crackdown on password sharing, because I guess people just sort of rolled over and took it and complained loudly online, but then went ahead and subscribed anyhow. Um, Nevertheless, revenue still came in for the quarter, a little bit shy of what Wall Street analysts uh, said that they thought it was going to be. But, you know, Kai and I talked about this the other day, you know, how long the streaming services... uh, services are going to be able to hold out without new content, they're in a little bit better shape than sort of the broadcast television networks, but uh, that content is still finite.
0: So, You know, I read in that same call that Ted Sarandos talked about growing up in a union family himself. His dad was like in the electric union. Um, Mm -hmm. He didn't come out and say, hey, I support workers, but... But I thought that was kind of interesting context, trying to be like, look, I'm not you know, just this rich guy making $3 million, which I think he is this year, but you know, <laughs> a man of the people.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll be right, interesting to see how, how that affects uh, his negotiating standpoint. So we'll see how that Absolutely. goes.
0: All right, should we roll the next clip?
1: The application fees can be a profit center for landlords. Some accept application from hundreds of potential tenants, Far more than they could seriously consider renting to, just to collect these fees, and then some charge surprise fees, just to pay your rent online, or fees for services that should be included in rent, like mail sorting and pest control. It's simply not right, and we're going to move on it.
0: All right. So that was President Biden yesterday talking about steps uh, the administration is hoping to take to crack down on what it called junk fees associated with rental housing. And you follow you know, Washington and the White House, I'm sure you've Mm -hmm. been following this fight against hidden fees in all kinds of industries, concert tickets, travel, banking. Uh, So this one is specifically about rental fees, not just application fees, but surprise convenience fees, uh, trash collection or mail fees or inspection fees or move in or move out fees. There was even one uh, mentioned called January fees, which one what? Or maybe a few landlords were charging in Minnesota. I mean these things can be um really opaque and I think the idea here is if they're if if uh housing providers are transparent about them then people can shop around and also maybe save a little money if these things are have to be, you know, spelled out. So one of the commitments the uh administration said it received was from platforms like Zillow, Apartments.com, AffordableHousing.com to provide info up front on the fees that are associated with listings so that people can shop around and, you know, sort of buyer beware.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one thing when you're looking for an apartment to, you know, know what those fees are. But once you're in a place, you know... I feel like landlords know that you're kind of in a spot because say somebody charges you a $50 January fee and you know it's BS. But what are you going to do, move because of this fee? Um, And this is, I feel like, how a lot of this sort of nonsense fees that um, people get end up – adding to our cost of living. I was interviewing a guy once about um, different sort of junk fees baked into cable bills, and he said, you know, the largest corporate theft is not a company stealing a lot of money from a single customer. It's companies stealing pennies from thousands or millions of of customers. So Mm, not enough to make any one person... Yeah, it's not enough to make any one person do anything about it. But it's still a nonsense fee that can, over time and over a number of people, net them a lot of money. And they just know it's too much of a hassle for most people to take the time and energy to fight it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because that clip we played was from President Biden speaking uh, to his competition council, which is trying Mm -hmm. to promote competition and this is one way that could happen if if people can shop around and they know about these things there might be some incentives for companies to drop them or lower them I mean just today my husband found out he's been charged a, a fee on his checking account for the last several months that was just a brand new fee you know that's uh, yeah. the kind of thing that can sneak by you if you're not watching
1: like a hawk and are you fighting it oh yeah <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like so then, we've had a free checking account for years. Where did this come from? And the guy who was helping us was not totally sure about it. So yeah, we're fighting it for sure.
1: So if they don't remove the fee, will you go to a different bank? Oh God, that would be such a pain. Right? And this to your exactly. point, right? Exactly. <laughs> it would right. Be such a pain. Is it enough of a hassle or are you just going to and I think this is what happened with these Netflix um subscribers and the password sharing like it is worth more to people to continue to have uninterrupted access than the whatever per month like people you know so for example the other day I got a delivery and I ordered some oranges right and instead mm-hmm. I got a bunch of grapefruit which I do not mm, eat quite a like different grapefruit. citrus <laughs> It's a very different citrus. (laughs) And my friend was just like, oh, you need to complain and and you should get your money back and this, that, and the other. But I was in the middle of doing a whole bunch of different things. And I was like, you know what? Like my peace and my time is worth more to me (laughs) than fighting over some citrus. And so I brought the the grapefruit to the office today and somebody else is going to eat them. And like that was it. But, you know, it's just like what is your time worth? Anywho, we have another clip. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Yeah, let's hear another clip. This one is also super interesting.
0: A lot of the recent buzz has been around such generative AI models, particularly large language models. AI, though, is much broader than just large language models. I believe it's the most transformative technology of our time, fully on par with the Internet, fully on par with the mass production of automobiles, We don't know for sure where it will all head.
1: So that was the Securities and Exchange Commission Chair, Gary. Gensler, talking about artificial intelligence at the National Press Club, where I used to serve on the board. Yay. But um, I was at this mm-hmm. event. They they do these um, newsmakers luncheons here in Washington, D.C., and he was talking about artificial intelligence, a little bit about crypto, which was in the news at the time, but mainly about how he's approaching the regulation of AI, but also just really trying to convince the crowd that this is a as big of a deal as we think it is it's a bigger deal and mm. he went through all of these different ways that ai can affect not just sort of mis and disinformation and trick you online the way we've been talking but you know what it means when ai not only gets the data set of Photos online or audio and video and words that are online. But what happens when there are all of these sensors, right, from our phones, from our smartwatches, from the Internet of Things, how plugged in our lives are? Those are all data points about us. What happens when those get fed into these large uh, language models, these learning models and Mm. used to create – patterns or profiles or things like that because as much as ai can do with words and generate human-like responses from words or realistic responses in video and photo imagine what it can do if it has all the sensory data about how we move and exist in the world right and it's a really interesting talk and and i i sort of Yes, you can get paranoid and get worried, but he also seemed pretty hopeful. Um, He was talking about how he was uh, a little bit surprised when he was at MIT, how journalists were so fixated on crypto and and the rise of cryptocurrencies when really the rise of AI is what we should have been paying attention to. Mm. Uh, And it turns out that was a much is a much bigger deal. Super fascinating, and I'm sure we're going to have a link to the uh, video on the show notes.
0: Did you happen to hear Matt Levin's piece yesterday about AI and the impression of of Kai?
1: <laughs> oh no, I did not have to go back and listen to it.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I recommend folks listen. Just for, I mean, as I felt my panic rising while you were talking, I was I was remembering that there was some humor yesterday, and Matt got a, a an AI. Um, you know, chat bot to to do a pretty scary impression of Kai.
1: I, I mean, it. I've mentioned this before. I've I'm kind of over that because Siri has had a voice that sounds like me for the last like what, <laughs> two, three years now, and it's sort of like eh, I would much I've, rather I've that be on... the voice I hear. I'm finding that one <laughs> <laughs> it's American Female voice number two Or something like that I forget <laughs> All Right Anyway As we speak
0: Alright I think we got One more clip
1: And to Mix a run Open the box goal. Yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes The World Cup Is finally here Oh my gosh So exciting My 12 year old please don't at me about my parenting got up at 3 a.m. to watch that game. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Was it worth it? I did not. Oh, well, okay. Yes. (laughs) According to my child, it was worth it. Um, That was a a clip of a beautiful goal from New Zealand's Hannah Wilkinson. They, and here's a spoiler. If you were waiting to watch the game, sorry, but uh, it was New Zealand's first ever win In the World Cup, men or women. Um, Very exciting game. And it's just the start. Tonight, Nigeria is playing Canada at 10.30 p.m. ET. That's a much more reasonable hour, in my opinion. Tomorrow, the first USA (laughs) game versus Vietnam at 9
1: p.m. Eastern. Super exciting. Nice. Yeah, we're having a watch party in my building. I'm going to try to make it, but uh, I don't know. It's it's been a week.
0: (laughs) I know. Even 9
1: p.m. on a Friday
0: (laughs) starting to feel late for me
1: wait how I'm- sad are we that we're talking about like being tired at nine o'clock on a friday night man i know what is our life i've just accepted okay. it <laughs> i'm not ready i'm not ready I, I, i'm okay I, I, well you hold to- on i'll hold on to like uh, at pretending like I still have energy at 9 o'clock on a Friday night All right, before I feel any older, that is it for us today, we are going to be back tomorrow with Economics (laughs) on Tap Uh, Amy and I will both be there you can join us on our YouTube live stream at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern hopefully without uh, any surprise fire alarms this time and please do not forget to sign up for our weekly newsletter where the team shares our reading recommendations and we'll let you in on what we're drinking for happy hours tomorrow i will tell you my drink tomorrow surprises even me uh you can sign Mm. up at marketplace.org slash newsletters and we had to plan ahead i know make me smart is produced
0: by courtney Bergseeker. today's episode is engineered by the wonderful charlton thorpe ellen rolfess writes our newsletter our intern is nilofar shabandi
1: And Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer and keeps us all in line. Bridget Bodner is the director Mm -hmm. of podcasts. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. Happy Thursday. Friday, Junior. Oh, yeah. I love that. Friday, Junior. (laughs)